Namaste. This is Maya Tiwari with an episode of Women's Power to Heal Mother Earth. Today I'd like to speak to the community of food. Food as a way to nourishment and peace. Where is our disconnect on this relevant and imperative topic? Food security has been one of the top issues for most nations. As part of the United Nations Sustainable Developmental Goals, they have from year to year predicted the elimination of hunger and malnutrition by certain timelines. With great optimism that millions of lives will be changed for the better and yet year after year, decade after decade, we are in a progressively worsening environment with our food source and food for all. In my earlier podcast, I've talked about food for one must be food for all. And I will speak to this truth more deeply in this episode. The world produces enough food to feed all of its 7.5 billion inhabitants. Yet despite this fact, one in ten around the world go hungry every day. The world produces more toxicity, wars, and difficulties for our earth at the same rate that hunger increases. What are the main factors, the main obstacles in the way of our food source? In fact, that is completely obstructive to the natural, organic functioning of Mother Earth's rhythms and cyclical prowess. First off, climate change. The World Bank estimates that climate change has the power to push more than 100 million people into poverty over the next decade, and that is by 2030. But who is causing climate change? Apart from the natural changes on Earth by its own evolution, is not most of the destruction caused by human hand and the conflict between the human mind and the human heart of awareness. Most of Africa is plagued by hunger due to climate extremes. A complex hunger crisis driven by drought or excess rain. The conflicts of poor governance has left over 25 million people across East Africa in desperate need of life-saving sustenance. 
More than four million children suffer from malnutrition there. Regions like Sahil and Horn of Africa, farming families experience periods that are called the hunger seasons because there is either no rain at all or too much of it. Neither harvest nor animal population can survive, nor the human population. Another major factor also that drives our climate into aggressive and noxious state of disrepair and disharmony, throwing it off the wheel of its cadence. War and conflicts within countries. These are some of the most core contributors to world hunger. For instance, in South Sudan, civil war has led to the displacement of massive numbers of people, as well as abandoned fields. The result is crop failure. Combined with the soaring inflation rates, it makes food unaffordable and has left more than 7 million people hungry and without proper nutrition. Yemen, the ongoing conflicts of war have led to half the country in need of urgent action in the absence of ongoing humanitarian food assistance. But let us understand that ongoing humanitarian food assistance has not helped much because we cannot be exporting food, and if it gets there, it's another question, but we cannot be sending food to community. That is an absolutely erroneous concept for maintaining nutrition in any place. Our communities must be self-sufficient. And self-sufficiency means a relationship among communities. If you have wells and we have drought, we're going to help the communities with water, we'll help the communities with drought. And, and, and it goes back and forth. It is a not just one elitist community set up in the forest where we're going to be away from everything toxic and only be driven by our own elitist belief systems. That is not what I'm talking about in community, but I'll get back to this very feverish point. The amount of chemical toxicity and noxious gases and destruction upon our lives and the lives of our communities and there is not the communities I'm talking about, I'm talking about present day configurations of where people reside, continue to create some of the most damaging effect upon Mother Earth and her climate and our lungs and our well-being. The rate of disease with more than 3,000 new names for new diseases in the last half a century alone is quite remarkable. Economy. 
But isn't the economy also driven by what we are doing with wars and conflicts and what we are doing with no proper assessment of why the climate changes are occurring and what the solutions are? Much as we have seen in COVID-19 throughout the world is an improvement in our climate because of the lack of human or lessening of human toxic activities. So we humans have to be the ones that take responsibility for the future that we are going to create and live in and expect that we must also shift our perspective to where we understand that it's not just about humans and human life. It is about the life of this incredible, spectacular, massive earth and her creatures and her environment and her sky and water and every grain of sand that's throbbing with life that we, in our ignorance, have been eroding much to our own detriment. With the outbreak of pandemics and viruses, each country that is affected suffers economically. Much like the poverty-hunger cycle, a country's economic resilience has a direct effect on its nutritional resilience. Food movements. As you know, having listened to my podcast and perhaps known of my work prior to these wonderful talks, I have been talking about food movements from for eons. Food movements based on scientific refinements of our nutrients, vitamins, supplements, and organic measures, etc., etc. Sadly, much of this movement is used for commercial gain and to feed the, the cutting-edge trends that foster more elitist communities of people already fattened by excess and abundance. These movements have not contributed to the poor in any way, shape, or form. in a constructive way, that is. Nor has it fed one single, poor, hungry family. Nutrition is only as good as a community take that is free from malaise of human destruction, wars, and governmental corruption. Nutrition can only exist for every human person and the animals and Mother Earth herself when such a community become thriving again in our time. The key word here is community. By this thought, I do not mean a group that contribute to sameness, the sameness of ideas and lifestyles and goals. But I mean a true earth-fostered community wherein we have a mix of all aspects of our present society. The dark, the light, 
the esteemed, the not so esteemed, the brilliant, the not so brilliant, the creative, the non-creative, and amongst us, a core who strive to better the lives of Mother Earth and therefore it reaches everyone through cooperation and shared communal efforts and education. Such a community will not be driven by coercion or conversion. Each and every person and family is free to find their own growth while progressively shifting their perception and changing deeply riven beliefs only through their own experiences that they can endure and that they can experience within the wholesome network of a community. Neither follower nor leader should we be. Food is entirely a communal event and it has always been thus. The guide and the leader and the goddess and deva of this community cannot be changed, replaced or altered. She is the one and only Mother Earth. Food is not merely nourishment and sustenance that keeps us alive. According to the great Vedic rishis and seers from beginningless time, we know that food is the heart of matter, the mind of memory, and the imprints of our ancestors. It is the seed of the newborn, the spirit of a family, the land, the river, the sky, the mountain, and our entire universe. Every grain of sand depends on Mother Nature's food. In the work of Living Ahimsa and Wise Earth Ayurveda, which I have been doing for decades, we learned the necessity of reclaiming the spirit of harmony and non-violence, which we in Sanskrit call Ahimsa, and by extension to broadcast good health from this core of our own being. We discover that if we wish to maintain our individual awareness and our health, that we have no choice but to refuse to contribute to the forces that destroy the mother, that destroys nature, that destroys the shaktified, feminine, divinely primordial aspect that holds it all together. There is no way we could find food security in this world, no matter how many United Nations laws we pass on that matter, no matter how many humanitarian efforts and help we have to ship food from one space to another, and no matter how much we try to economically develop an area, because these are only the tentacles that are at the out lying field of the core of the matter, which is food is a community event. We must rebuild our community with respect and love and understanding and the education of Mother Nature and not be driven by elitist ideas and movements that only support the top 1% of our pyramids. 
This is not a time for the best trends and the most awesome uh, ways that we can pound seed into milk. That is nothing organic about that. Organic is that we support Mother Nature and therefore the life of every, each and every person. Food is a community event. And each and every human person with the power of will and reflection has a right to that. And I do not like the term food security. It is too governmental. It is too much the antithesis of war and everything else that comes as an offspring of war and chaos and conflict. The only food safety we will ever have is to protect the earth and to allow the natural endemic community to grow wherever we are. We don't have to move from toxic areas to develop a community. We simply have to have enough people who are willing to talk to each other and to coexist and to cooperate with the vision of healing Mother Earth so we can do it together. We do not have to be in like-minded and like-spirited and like everything else. Sameness has never been the law of equanimity and balance. It is only our diversity of the light and the dark, of the good and the evil, of those with excess and those without, of the highly creative and the highly destructive. It is the combination of all of these things in life that truly can create a community that work with one beneficent idea, and that is the idea to protect Mother Earth from whichever karma, whichever plinth of karma we are standing on, we can all share that communal idea. No leader, no follower, simply guides that help each other along the way. It is amazing how much I have learned from those who carry darkness and who pushed it into my life. And for many years I was angered by that. But I have come to see that they have taught me deeper lessons than any of my like-minded friends could ever have. I have come to see that those people who are enemical and who've created such torture in my life have actually taught me the greatest lesson and that is sameness in community can never work, not for the good of all. Now with these burgeoning thoughts, I leave you with the understanding that if we look to food as a path to freedom, food as a communal event, food as a way of our good health, and there's a path to peace, we'll truly be able to come together and form communities exactly where we are at the moment and wherever we are rooted at the present time. 
True healing is not about the foods we eat or the medicines we consume or how many yoga classes we attend weekly. It's about how we respond to Mother Earth, to nature, to the divine process of life itself. It's about how we respond to our meal, understanding them to be the prasadam, the gifts, the absolute divine gifts that fall from the heavens themselves. Among a complex mix of things, healing about is about our karma. It's about our lost dreams and noxious events. It's about unfulfilled desires and sometimes just the plain reality of disillusionment, exhaustion and fatigue. Crisis, like healing, is an organic juncture in the life of each and every person, rich and poor, great and small, sages and the not-so-saintly. When we recognize that these junctures evoke the overarching energy that supports all of life, we are made whole again, so much brighter, so much more luminous from within. The only way we can be broken or felled by disease or illness or other challenges is when we respond to what comes in our life as a punishment, an intruder, an inconvenience. I recognize that many of my listeners are from many different traditions and cultures. And although I speak from the Vedic tradition in which I was trained, the work is universal. Love is universal. Food is universal. Food for one must be food for all. Thank you. And may peace be your journey.